Hello everybody and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. Today we are on episode 10 of season 3 and I am going to be bringing you to North Africa today to the Maghreb region and northwest and we are going to go and visit Morocco. Um so yeah, so I went to Morocco um I think it was just before the pandemic. And it was in October I'd say 2019 maybe. But it was roasting hot. Roasting. Um, so we're going to go there and I stayed in the busy and bustling Marrakesh and also in the port town of Eswera, um, which is, um, yeah, a beautiful harbour spot, um, very chilled and you can surf there and it's, yeah, amazing spot. So let's go there today. Um, I'll also talk to you a bit about the beginning of spring, um, um, we had St. Bridget's Day this week and I attended a lovely festival. Um, so I'll tell you a bit about that. And I've actually just recently um, taken out more books from the library. Um, if you aren't joined the library, your local library, you should. I'm not really a person for shoulds, but um, really important that we, uh, yeah, like take advantage of like the amazing knowledge and education that's stored in our towns, you know, um, and you can just get a book and bring it back. And it's not like, you know, it's like recycling <laughs> in a way. Um, so that's cool. So, yeah, I want to tell you a bit about um, a bee book I have, um, which will be lovely. And yeah, just some interesting bits that I've been doing around the farm this week. And um, yes. So yeah, so are you are you ready for Africa? Are you ready? <laughs> um, yeah, and as always, just uh, to mark the beginning of the podcast to say thank you to the patrons who are supporting every month. Um, I really appreciate it. And if you are listening to this uh, week on week, I would really appreciate your support. Um, it is a lot of work on my part and... Um, I have, I suppose I'm very, um, careful in my wording because, uh, you know, if you're, if you have awareness about the laws of, uh, the universe and attraction and all that, you get more of what you say you have. So I was about to say I have few patrons, um, let's just say I have a small number, um, which is great and I appreciate every single one of you but it would be so good to be able to grow it more um, you can actually go on to patreon.com slash catch Kate um, catch caught and have a look and um, check if you'd like to sign up if you'd like to support my mission and um, yeah it would really help me um, especially as we're before B season uh, yeah just trying to get ready for that um, so thank you so much for anybody who's supporting me and it's so, so, so appreciated. Okay, so let's get going on our adventure. So the first place I went to in Morocco was Marrakesh, um, a big Medina, a big walled, uh, yeah, big, huge walls on entering the city. 
um, and it's so it's super bustling there, um, like lots of noise and motorcycles and cars and markets and, but also like you know, amidst the city it can be like that. But like when you stay in like the Riyadh, so the Riyadh is kind of your accommodation. They're so super stylish and just like just so luxurious and quite affordable. Like we stayed in one and it was like it seemed like this five star palace. It was so beautiful. And they have like these hammams where you can get, uh, you know, it's kind of a sort of, um, I suppose, well-being thing, you know, kind of like. Uh, sauna kind of style I didn't actually do it but part of me now will probably have to go back and do that no but um yeah you can have them in the Riyadhs as well these hammams it's like a Moroccan style of yeah it's for your well-being they're kind of like um saunas really and I think you can also get like massages and stuff like that and I think they were referred to as Turkish baths um that kind of thing steam steam rooms and all that but yeah I think um it all originated in the Middle East and yeah you'll see quite a lot of that around so if you're looking for some relaxation exfoliation all that you should definitely get one um so yeah so Marrakesh was kind of um overwhelming um one word um there was just a lot going on Lots of people, lots of markets, lots of like the markets are amazing. Like they've all these different grains and these colors. It's so vibrant there. Like uh, it's super vibrant, like between the painting of like the walls, like we also visited this palace there. Um, I think it was Baia Palace and um, it was just so superb. It was amazing. It was gorgeous, like tiled walls and like the art on the ceilings like you'd just be in a daze looking at all of it and it's like a wonderful place to go when the heat is there because the heat was like 40 degrees it was just uh like it was really really hard to get around it was so hot um and then they have these marble courtyards with like um citrus trees and banana leaf trees and yeah just so beautiful and the palace itself you just kind of you just wander through it. I think we actually got lost a bit in there because there were so many doors and openings and archways that like you just completely get, yeah, engulfed in it. But it's so beautiful and definitely worth a visit. Um, but and I was really glad to get in out of the heat because even walking there, you're like, whoa, super hot and losing your breath almost. Um, and then to get in amidst like the tiles, it was just really cooling. So um yeah and then as always like I suppose the Islamic culture and religion is there so um being respectful with dress code um so I just wore a very long dress covering just I suppose for my own self and also for respect um just to be covered you know um yeah so definitely the palace is worth visiting the, there's also a main square, um, a UNESCO renowned main square. And again, it's quite massive. Like it's like you go in and there's just market stalls everywhere. And even to walk there, you have to go down all these narrow, narrow streets. And then there's just people and people and people. It's quite intense. 
it's really intense the amount of people that we had to squish past definitely not covid friendly <laughs> at that time like you're squished up against everybody like everybody's rubbing off everyone but everything's so cheap and just yeah seeing all the different grains and spices and um i suppose rugs like so many rugs there um bags all that sort of stuff and they're so friendly there i remember one guy we stopped at his stall and it was so funny and um, he kept saying, like, uh, will you be my my fourth wife? He was like, I have a camel. I sell a camel for you and I bring you out to the mountains. You know, the Atlas Mountains are outside of Marrakesh, very famous place. Um, and uh, I was just laughing. He was really funny, like we were only having a giggle about it, but he was kind of serious. <laughs> um yeah, he kept going, yes, yes, one camel for you and da da da. I was like, yeah, yeah, definitely. Am I really going to be your fourth wife? And he was like, yes, fourth wife. I was like, no, definitely not. Um, But yeah, the main square is pretty cool. And like you've all sorts of stuff going on there between acrobats, snake charmers. Like It's, it's kind of a little bit mayhem, but, you know, it's really cool to look at and kind of feel the buzz of it all, you know. Um, what else about there? I suppose the food, like you can go out to the restaurants then and oh my God, the mint tea is obviously definitely a must. The mint tea, but the only thing is like it's actually tastes so good, but like it's so sweet. I was like, wow, this tastes amazing. And like when I came home, I was craving the tea like because I had gotten used to drinking it every day and it's so, so much sugar cane in it that like I could feel my body wanting the sugar, you know, and I was like, oh, my God, I need like Coca-Cola and I would never want or have that craving. But after the tea every day, I was just like, I need I need this tea. I need this sugar. But I had to like wean myself off. it. But it's so sweet. And we were also given in some of the Airbnbs these kind of um, almond style sweet pastries. Again, just complete glazed in I think it was honey. An almond and just, whoa, the sugar hit, you know, but like when it's that much heat, like 40 degrees, like it's insane. Like you almost the sugar hit is quills feels quite good, you know. Um, and then obviously they have um, tagines um, and even like the kind of the ceramics like that they serve the tagine in or the food. It's just so it's just amazing. Like it's just so cute and appealing to the eye and just how the food is kept warm with like a cover and yeah and then obviously they have couscous and like the meals are really big like you know big massive portions of couscous and vegetables and all of that um yeah and the pastries as well you can just stop off at like um bakeries and get pastries and like I actually found the people to be so sweet and so kind there's actually one bakery I went into and I remember buying like stuff for breakfast before we got on the plane the last day and like I was buying the stuff I don't know was it bread rolls or pastries or something and the guy gave me extra and I was just like oh like what's that for and he was like oh he was he was just giving it like for no reason at all and I was just like oh my god like it was so kind like I'll never forget it I was just like that's so sweet um for no reason just kindness so like the Moroccans are just really nice people um Obviously, you you do need to be careful at the markets and stuff because um, I do recall at one time my friend, a boy coming up and touching her bottom. So uh, that wasn't very nice for her. And also that boy just ran away 
and I was screaming at him in French because <laughs> I know they, they speak French, you know, in Arabic and all that. And I was like, I'm calling the police on you because the police are like very, they police quite well the city. Um, and I was like, I'm calling the police. And I was talking in French to them and I was like, I know you can understand me. <laughs> but, you know, um, just that that like wasn't a nice experience for her. And just to be aware of it, um, that men or young boys like they can be like that, you know. Um, again, we have to be uh, protective of each other as women and, you know, um, yeah. So I was after getting a marriage proposal and selling a camel and being a fourth wife. And then my friend got touched on the bum. So yeah, just to, um, yeah, I guess be aware of that. Um, but otherwise they were really lovely, really friendly. And um, we ate in some amazing restaurants, like just such good food. Um, yeah, and there's actually a place you can visit as well. I never got there, but it was like a tannery and it's where they would dry out all the leather. And you can actually go up there. Like, I remember looking at the photographs of it and I was like, wow, this place looks amazing. And you can see all the hide being dried under the sun and all the different colours. Um, it looks amazing, like really unique and culturally, you know, unique as well. Like you wouldn't see that at home in Ireland. Definitely not. But over there with the heat and yeah, really, really, um, really, really interesting. Um, and yeah, in general... Um, our, our Riyadh actually was amazing as well. It was superb. Like, oh, it was so aesthetically pleasing. Like we had our own bedroom, which was just a huge bathroom, like marbled archways and big, huge king bed and just really like felt really luxurious, almost like palace like really palace like. And then up on the top floor, there was a pool and chairs and there was a restaurant and you could sit in under the heat and these like, um, yeah, under the heat inside um, a covered area. And then in the morning, just here, like watching the sun come up and the sky change colour around the white walled buildings around uh, the city. And um, the breakfasts as, as well were quite plentiful, loads of fruits and um, uh, juices and coffee and all of that. Um, but the pool in itself was lovely to have that because... It was so hot there. I remember being out sunbathing and um, the pool was like, you know, maybe like eight metres and <laughs> I'd be swimming up and down it like and I'd be done in one second because it's just so short. You dive under once and you're up at the other end, but it was great just to cool off. And I remember even having my phone out. My phone died within like a few seconds because the heat It was just like phone battery down. So I had to put it inside in a plant and I kept it in the plant and in the stones in the plant for a while before I could recover. But that's how hot it was. And you just have to jump in and out of the water. Just keep jumping in and out. It was so, so hot, like too hot. Um, even reading my book, I would get through like a page or two and I'd be like, OK, back in the water. So, yeah, just if you are going to visit there, be very, very aware of the time of the year and the weather. And uh, if you can handle that heat, because I think there are better times to visit. Um, but in saying that, um. We then went out to the coast to Esuera, a beautiful, beautiful harbour town. And you can look it up online. It's so, it's so like beautiful. Um, and yeah, it's really doable as well. You just get a bus and it's a couple of hours. And, and when you go out there on the bus as well, like you get to view all the countryside of Morocco, the desert, and they do stop halfway and they let you go in and you can get food and drinks or whatever you want. Um which is nice. And the buses are really top standard, loads of um, 
other kind of people traveling around um, as well. So that was really good. And again, very affordable. And then when we got there, we got off the bus, we got a taxi into the town. And again, we had another Airbnb, like a Riyadh. And this Airbnb was really cool as well. It was actually a restaurant as well. And um, we were staying in the upstairs of it in the bedroom. And the, the, the apartment was so cool. Like we had a kitchen. Then on the top floor, there was a terrace with um, tables and chairs and overlooking the ocean and you could hear the waves and you could see the fortress and it was so lovely. Um, very windy place as well. When we were there anyway, it was quite windy because um, it is by the ocean. Um, so the wind comes in. But yeah, it was just amazing to get to the coast, especially after being in Marrakesh, which was so, so, so hot. And then again, back out to the sea, which is always amazing. I love the sea. Um. So yeah, in Esuera, what did we do? We wandered around the beautiful cobbled streets, looking at the, um, again, the different market kind of shops. Um, and again, like you can observe all the rugs, like you'll go down these little narrow streets and there'll be rugs all up and down the walls. And yeah, loads of um, um, types of like artisanal stuff as well. And then quite a few surf shops. Um, you can get like surf wax and all that and then souvenir shops with all your different Moroccan um, kind of ceramics so I brought a couple of um, ceramics home as well which is amazing and it's so affordable um, so I brought home like a salt and pepper kind of ceramic thing and you can get a cup and whatnot but yeah really nice uh, pottery as well there and um, yeah again they were just such nice people like I remember going to buy fruit and they were just really sweet, really honest and yeah, lovely fresh fruits and veggies on the streets. Um, yeah, lovely. So we did actually go up to the fortress um, one of the days and we walked along the big high walls and we sat in the cannons and yeah, just climbing up and having a bit of fun. Um, and then um, in the evening, then you could go down by the harbour and you could have seafood um, which is great so like they'll just come out and they're so friendly and they'll be like telling you what fish has just come in and we had um, some lobster and we had, it was actually my birthday at the time and it was so funny because we went in and sat down and I don't know it was my friend or who but some they found out it was my birthday or maybe I said it and then they sang me happy birthday all the people in the fish stall in the fish shop it was so funny um and then, yeah, it was really lovely in there. It was like really windy and cold by the harbour, but we actually sat in under this kind of um, tent um, and they had the, the fish on the barbecue or what. And it was so lovely. Um, and then as well, you could go down at the front of the harbour and walk down where actually all the fishermen were. And it was so picturesque, like perfect for photography because it was like hundreds upon hundreds of these blue fisherman boats and then all the fishermen coming in in the evening like hundreds of them uh, it was just it was amazing to see them at work you know so ambitious after the day's catch and seagulls going everywhere and just below the fortress walls it was actually so there was such a buzz down there it was really cool to walk through it and experience the real life like the real culture um and then on another day, then we went surfing, which was really fun. Um, we went down to the very front. So at the seafront, there's a big, huge, long beach, massive beach. And um, yeah, there's like these kind of rolling waves. 
Um, and luckily we had waves on that day. So that was kind of exciting. Um, so we rented our boards in the morning. We took we took them for like an hour and we went out and we caught a couple of waves and definitely fell like loads of times as well. Um, but it was really nice to just sit on the board and look in at this charming uh, city fortress um, and there's big huge gates as well on some of the walls so yeah really medieval feel as well you know um, and then again it was so funny when we finished up surfing that was loads of fun um, again we had met another guy on the beach who approached me I think and he was asking me about he wanted to give me a gift for the airport and they're very they're very charming um, so that did happen a couple of times being approached by different men. Um, but he was, I remember he was trying to offer me something and just kind of wouldn't really go away. But in the end he did, but he was, yeah, he was looking to get to know us or whatever, give me a gift for the airport and being really nice like, but you know what I mean? The enough, enough is enough sometimes. Um, so yeah. Um, but I suppose around um, around uh, Esweda itself and Marrakesh, you actually have like such amazing things to do in Morocco. Like I only, I went to those two places, which were really cool to experience city life and then go out to the coast. But like the art, like you have the Atlas region where like people go out and they can hike, like outdoor activities, climbing, uh, amazing. And then you have like, like, there's such amazing uh, scenery out there because when I when we were looking at different places like I was like oh like those are probably the places to get out to but we had a shorter time frame so maybe another trip but um they have like these desert dune fields they have valleys huge kind of waterfalls and um, gorges and um yeah you can even do like these hot air balloon rides if you're into that um but yeah there's so much actually natural like natural world kind of stuff outside of this region like up in the mountain ranges um this is where the man was on about getting the camel for me um but yeah uh, maybe another time I can go back there but if you are going there definitely check it out because that out the outdoor adventure stuff is looks amazing there you know and there's definitely loads and loads and loads of surf as well down the coast um and yeah it's really European as well so super friendly super welcoming and um yeah definitely worth a visit so folks i just wanted to go through um a few other bits from this week um it was saint bridget's um day this week and i went to an amazing festival in the town of middleton at the feather monument which was a native american yeah it was um a connection with yeah the native americans so it took place there and we celebrated with fire uh, which is very symbolic of, um, I suppose, St. Bridget's Day, really in ancient times, Celtic uh, festival kind of stuff. Um, and she was a goddess of healing. And um, it's a great time. I suppose it's the beginning of the end of the darkness. And I think we can all feel that now, that that pull, that change in, in the wheel of of nature and, and um, the clocks kind of expanding a bit like it's much brighter now the birds are singing different like it's it's just such a difference from December you know um so it feels really good like it's a great time of renewal and growth and new changes and life life kind of zooming again 
um, and coming out of these little hibernation uh, kind of cocoons we've been in or we may have been in hopefully uh, we've taken some time to rest um, but yes I went to this festival and there was fire there was candles there was community people in circle we had drums there was so many drums there it was so amazing and the songs oh like the singing was just incredible like songs in Irish in old Irish and the um, beautiful songs about Bridget and um, um, yeah and then we finished the night um, we had a drum session I got to go up and drum I get with the fire got to set intentions and there was beautiful ash trees around us it was so nice and um, I met some old friends there which was great to reunite um, shout out to Fiona who listens to the podcast I met her there and she um, she uh, uh, was telling me that she's thoroughly enjoying the podcast and uh, yeah just give a little, a little shout out and say thank you to her um, for supporting me and for supporting the book and all of that um, so yeah and actually something else as well she bought a book in the town in Earthway Refill and um, she wanted me to sign it so that's no problem but just in case you are somebody out there who bought it somewhere and would like me to sign it I can do that for you as well there's no problems um, but yes and um, and also a thank you to last week um, I had some more um, online purchases on the book um, which was amazing um, so thank you so much and um, yeah just to be able to add in like little messages of hope and um, just appreciation for the earth and all of us little adventurers um, to the books is great so if you would if you're ever interested in that or you'd like to inspire somebody else just pop onto my website and I will be more than happy to do that for you um, so yeah so the festival was great and um, at the end of the night then we all got together in an even smaller circle and we had some rapping going on with some different style of music and guitar and it was just amazing but it was so good to drum like I've never properly drummed but it was just amazing to have that many drums together beating and beating and beating and oh the rhythm and the resonance of everything was just so amazing and the moon rose and the sky was like kind of white and it was such a powerful night of celebration um I actually couldn't go to sleep after it, <laughs> it took me hours and hours to actually get to sleep and again today something amazing um um well first of all I've actually been setting out the potatoes the seed potatoes um and they'll some of them are sprouted and stuff and they'll be um going in the ground at some point so I've been doing that and I've also been like digging up the tunnel which was great um I have little Lily my dog helping me um but then my friend called over I took a little break and she brought her drum and I was just so happy like you know to take a little lunch break and um to drum and she was telling me about the different rhythms and the best rhythms for journeying, like shamanic uh, journeying, um, which is amazing. If you've never done it, it's so uh, such an amazing experience um, to journey with a drum to the, the underworld and explore yourself, your mind, your imagination, you know, things that are going on in your psyche. Um, but the drums are very, very powerful instruments and um, they can take you to such wonderful places, you know. Um, but yeah we drummed today which made me just it made me so happy like and I was like oh I have to do the podcast after now 
and it just put me in such a high vibe to have that beat oh it's just hard to explain it isn't it um but it really lifts you lifts you up and then afterwards I was like oh feel that silence it was amazing and I also brought in some honey um so we had a honey tasting and my friend she loved it and she was just saying how much she was feeling this buzz above her head like this kind of lifting and and the honey is pure medicine and the honey I have now is is gone solid it's like this creamy solid paste almost but it's amazing it's almost like even a little bit bitty in the mouth like it's a little bit crystallized it's so good um and it's so strong that like she was just like oh no one spoon is literally enough because it's so powerful um but yeah so that was such a nice um experience today so I just want to share that um and maybe you liked might might like to get into it yourself but yeah so that was the start of spring so things are getting a bit lighter but um I just wanted to talk a bit about um um honey and propolis um I have a book here from the library um so I just wanted to talk about it a little bit so um this talk here about honey Uh, being clear or set and it depends on where the bees have collected their nectar so all set honey can be melted by gentle heating Um, and if you're able to remove the frames from the hive as soon as they are full the honey will not granulate immediately and will consequently be easier to extract all honey granulates after a time a phenomenon caused by the relative concentrations of glucose and fructose it is possible to blend honeys from various sources to create a range of flavors but the nutritional value will be all oh sorry but the actual nutritional value of the honey will be unaltered so that's good Uh, honeys from single plants have interesting fragrances and flavors but when you consider how far bees have traveled to forage you can see that your hive would have to be set with a huge area devoted to a single plant such as a heather moor to give a single floral honey and you'll see that when you go to markets or visit beekeepers, they might have a heather honey, they might have a heather and ivy honey. Um, you can get all sorts of honeys, which is like when you get into the world of honey, it's actually amazing how many different ones. But my one's like a multi-floral. Um, heather is a dark, rich flavoured honey, which is gathered from moorland in late summer. It's gelatinous and will not come out of the cells under normal extraction methods. The combs are removed and pressed in muslin cloths so that the honey is forced out of the comb under pressure. Cut comb honey is created either with unwired foundation or in a top bar hive where the bees create all the comb without the aid of foundation. And um, it's pretty delicious. Um, The comb is not uncapped and the honey remains sealed and in pristine condition. It attracts a premium price among those who like it. If you have a top bar hive, you can simply cut the honeycomb out. Um, And then about the propolis, um, just about the propolis. So the propolis comes from the inside of the tree, the sap. Um, So its main function is to glue up the hive, which improves its structural integrity. But they'll use it to propolize almost anything they want, which can be irritating for the beekeeper, but it's useful for the bees. Um, It does reduce drafts by filling all the cracks and gaps. But in recent years, people don't um, don't really agree with that. Um, 
Nevertheless, most beekeepers keep the propolis there in winter. It reduces vibrations in the hive and makes the hive easier to defend by narrowing gaps. It's also an external antiseptic. It fights infection in the hive very well. And this has led to the idea that it can be used in human medicine. Chinese and homeopathic medicines use propolis to treat burns, ulcers, allergies, infections. And although much of the evidence is anecdotal, there is some evidence that it can be successful. Uh, sore throats um, and it can be made into a tincture when it is dry it hardens almost like rock and most beekeepers pass a small lump around their mouths as a guard against colds they say it works although the claims have not yet been really undertaken it is high in antioxidants and that it has antifungal and antiviral properties Um, it's deeply coloured and if you use propolis it will stain anything it comes into contact with and will resist any attempt to wash out Um, It's said to have been used for hundreds of years as a musical colouring, like so in musical instruments as a colouring. You can buy or make your own propolis dissolved in alcohol when some of its efficacy is said to be removed. Although it's harder to dissolve, propolis in water retains its active ingredients. It's not likely that you will be able to sell your propolis for medical reasons, but you can use it yourself. Um, so just a little note, I actually did take propolis off when I first started beekeeping and I was like, what is this stuff? And I put it in my mouth and it got stuck all over my mouth and I was like, I'm never, ever, ever putting this in my mouth again. I couldn't get the flavour out. It felt, it tasted disgusting. So now I realise why it is a tincture. It's so potent, like, but if you think of it, it's coming from the inside of the tree, like it's, it's pure, it's medicine. But yeah, it was pretty, uh, it was so strong. Um, I didn't really like the taste of it and I could not get the taste out for like it was like you know when you're putting cloves in your mouth it was so uh, you know to treat like gum issues or whatever it was just so strong I was like oh my god but um, yeah definitely has super strong medicinal properties so yeah guys that's about the bees Um, amazing yeah so I hope you enjoyed today's episode let me know if you've been to Morocco, if you plan to go, what you think of it. Um, let me know if you've started growing or doing any bits at home. Um, maybe some of you out there might have propagators or heated mats or I don't know if you're just going to, I don't know, like I even did stuff in my hot press last year with seeds, which was quite fun. Um, but yeah, let me know what you're up to. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks again for supporting patrons. Um, You have made this possible and you make all my work worthwhile and put the value on it. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I know nature appreciates it too. Um, So yeah, have a wonderful day and an absolutely epic weekend. And yeah, I hope to talk to you all very soon. Ciao.